Hello and welcome to the Faculty Podcast, covering the latest breakthroughs, research, news and insight delivered by the world's leading academic and industry figures. Paimu, as we call it, because it can be written with two Greek letters, is problematic interactive media use. Um, In our research, we've discovered that there are over 70 different names for what people are seeing, ranging from smartphone addiction to uh, video game uh, addiction to gaming disorder, internet gaming disorder. Um, And uh, what we feel is, first of all, that we have to both characterize what's going on, but also standardize our nomenclature so that we can be talking in the same language and compare apples to apples. But basically what we are seeing is that there is a subset of uh, young people um, and also some adults, but the peak of the bell curve is definitely in the preteen and teen area, um, who have gotten to a place where they are using um, video games or social media pornography or what we're calling information binging, which is the endless short-form videos, uh, the memes, the blogs, um, to the point where it is impairing their function. Um, It is um, intruding on their sleep. Um, Many of them have shifted their circadian rhythm, so they're up all night and then cannot wake up in the morning um, to go to school. Uh, We're seeing kids dropping out of school, stepping away from their social relationships, their family relationships. Um, and in many ways looking for all the world like a a serious psychiatric problem because they don't even take care of their daily hygiene needs. Um, So we feel that this is a a new phenomenon um, in the sense that uh, how how it's playing itself out, but um, it is not a new phenomenon in the sense that uh, what what are driving these behaviors are actually – known um, psychological conditions um, that perhaps are subclinical in other environments but manifest themselves in the interactive media environment. Children, tweens, and teens are the sentinel cases uh, of PIMU quite simply because they are early adopters of technology. They are quite facile with the technology, um, usually much more facile than their parents or teachers are. Um, and in that sense, it is, often, it is often thought of as being sort of like rock and roll um, in the sense that not only are they good at it and they like it, but um, the fact that their parents are two or three steps behind them um, or don't like it and don't go there um, actually makes it more attractive to them. Um, the other thing is that the parents do step away and don't know how to or don't want to um, parent them in the digital space. Um, and, and so in some ways, they have free reign in that space and can get into uh, more trouble without the parents uh, being even fully aware of it. Um, and and my, my experience from having now um, over two years of um, experience with a dedicated clinic at Boston Children's Hospital, uh, the Clinic for Interactive Media and Internet Disorders, but frankly, for uh, more than 10 years of actually seeing 
did with variations of this is that, in fact, um, there are a couple of um, issues that we need to resolve. First of all, that many people are wondering, is this an addiction? Um, and in terms of the medical accuracy of that, it is not an addiction in the sense that we're not seeing physiologic changes either when using or perhaps as importantly or more importantly when withdrawing from the use of this. Um, and on a practical sense, the word addiction I think is more of a problem um, than a help in the sense that there's a stigma attached to the term addiction. We think of junkies uh, shooting opioids or we, we think of uh, bums on skid row. Um, we don't relate to our 10-year-old who is having a meltdown because she or he has to go offline uh, to get to sleep or to do homework. Um, and so as a result, parents and kids are not coming to care for this until things are severe enough to look to them like addiction. Um, we actually see this as a syndrome um, in the sense that it is a group of symptoms um, that are manifesting themselves in this interactive space, but that the driving uh, di you know, dysfunction, if you will, um, are things like attention deficit hyperactivity disorder or anxiety um, that is resulting in them entering this interactive online space um, as self-soothing or self-medicating um, as a space where they feel more confident, more competent, um, and um, better at life, um, and they're getting more positive feedback um, than they're getting in the real world, as we call it. Um, so I think we have to take a step back and say, let's not stigmatize them with the term Internet addiction or video gaming disorder. Um, let's understand what, uh, what forces are driving these behaviors. And in our experience, when we identify and treat the attention deficit hyperactivity disorder or the anxiety, these behaviors subside. In our experience, not a new disorder, but a new presentation of old disorders, um, old wine in new bottles, if you will. Um, and it, it's a matter of looking past the behaviors to the drivers of those behaviors. Um, and frankly, we have yet to see a young person who is having a hard time managing his or her online activities um, who doesn't have uh, an underlying um, psychological disorder that can be addressed, treated, and as a result, the syndrome itself uh, either disappears or certainly alleviates. And a, a lot of, lot of uh, the therapy for this is quite simply in recognizing it and helping the young person and the family recognize it so that they can be more self-aware, um, and that's the first step towards self-regulation. The first step is um, for all of us to be aware that this can happen to any of us, and quite frankly, um, we're all somewhere on the continuum of um, using or misusing these interactive media tools. 
Um, and so I think the first step, as uh, we said before, is um, self-awareness, aware of one's own behaviors. And this applies to parents as well as the children um, because the parents are modeling behavior for their kids. Um, and in many ways, the parents are checked out from being conscious of what's going on with their kids because they're staring at their own devices. So I think that's the first step is to both understand what is going on in the sense of this is a syndrome of underlying issues um, that to become self-aware of, of one's own behaviors as well as one's child's behaviors um, and not to be freaked out about it, to say, look, this is happening to lots of people um, and we can manage this. Um, I think the next step of that is to understand that there is help out there um, if they look in the right places. Now, I will be the first to confess that many of my colleagues do not feel comfortable with this. And so one of our efforts is really to um, educate and empower clinicians, um, whether they be physicians or psychologists or school guidance counselors or, or educators, um, to say, look, this is part of the new environment. These are, uh, these are issues that we're all facing to varying degrees. Um, and the earlier we can prevent or early detect um, what's going on, the easier it is to redirect these young people. We also have to understand that while they are very facile with the technology, um, while their visual cortex is well-developed, uh, their prefrontal cortex and executive functions are not. So we can't expect of young people to be fully in control of their impulses, to be fully aware of the implications of what they are doing and how it affects them um, any more than um, we can expect them to um, handle an automobile or alcohol, which we actually limit to certain ages. Um, so I think that... Um, the step is self-awareness, self-regulation, and then ongoing self-monitoring. Um, we have to recognize that we are also in a constantly and rapidly evolving interactive media environment. And so what works today may not be fully effective a year from now. So we need to be conscious of, of our behaviors in response to that environment and adjust accordingly with the awareness that when we are using these devices, um, not only are we affected by what we're doing on them, but we are affected on, by what they are displacing. Um, we are affected by the sleep that's not happening or the homework that is not happening um, or the physical activity or the family interaction that are not happening because we're staring at a screen.